It's Monday, July 4th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Well, happy 4th of July and welcome to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you again. I hope you really enjoyed last week's journey through 1 John. Uh, Definitely a different thing than we have done before here on Goodwill Talk Daily. But it really is important that we sometimes just hear the word read over us without any commentary. Just hearing God speak can be so encouraging. I'd love to hear how that was for you. So go ahead and shoot me an email. Let me know if that's something you enjoyed. mortega at gwepc.org or mortega at goodwillchurch.org. They all come to the same place. Shoot me an email. Let me know how that went today on uh, this 4th of July. I hope you were going to enjoy some time with friends and family, maybe a barbecue as we celebrate American independence. Um, We are going to spend a few minutes, though, back in 2 Timothy. We want to get back into the Word together. Uh, Even on a holiday like this, we don't take a break from our relationship with the Lord. Uh, We spend that time in the Scriptures and in prayer every day, if possible. And so we're going to be back in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to read for us, starting in verse 6. I'm going to read through the end of the section in verse 9. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men." We're looking at these figures in verse 8, Janus and Jambres. Um, If you go into a Bible app or if you uh, go online and you look up the Bible verses where Janus and Jambres appear in the Old Testament in the time of Moses, you'll find that their names don't come up. Uh, Their names are not mentioned in the Old Testament, and yet they're described here as people who opposed Moses. Well, These are names that are attached to some people that we do run into in the Old Testament, namely in the book of Exodus. We're going to look at those passages in a minute. But the names Janus and Jambres are given to them. These are names that develop throughout the history of uh, Jewish, Christian, Greek, and Roman thought in uh, really in the time before Jesus leading up into like the third, fourth century. Janus and Jambres are the people identified as those who opposed Moses while he was performing miracles, namely the plagues, that were used by God to free the people of Israel from Egypt. These were Pharaoh's men who were assigned by Pharaoh to do the same thing that Moses had done, and therefore, in Pharaoh's mind, disprove the act of God. That was the goal, to disprove that this was God's doing by demonstrating that they could do this in their own power. Let's look at this passage then. Um, We're in Exodus chapter 7. I'm just going to read a few of these verses This is um, the Lord speaking to Moses. Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over the rivers, their canals and their ponds and all their pools of water so that they may become blood. And there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, even in the vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. So this is all of the water in Egypt, um, all of the water that finds its source, which is basically all of the water in the Nile River. 
So Moses and Aaron, I'm continuing the story, Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded. In the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, he lifted up the staff and struck the water in the Nile, and all the water in the Nile turned into blood. And the fish in the Nile died, and the Nile stank so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. There was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. Now we see Pharaoh's response in verse 22. This is Exodus 7, verse 22. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts. So Pharaoh's heart remained hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. And so one of the things that we see here is that there are magicians within the court of Pharaoh whose job it is is to, it is to oppose Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron do something by the hand of the Lord, and it is the job of these magicians to do their own miracle, to mimic God's miracle, and therefore, in the heart of Pharaoh, to disprove that this was God. Do you see what's happening here? This here, this work, is um, an opposition, not just to Moses, but to the very work of God among his people. They recognize this by the time it gets to the third plague. The third plague is the plague of gnats. So let me read this. I'm moving forward now to Exodus 8, verse 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And they did so. Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth, and there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. The magicians, here we have Janus and Jambres, at least that's the names they're given later on, tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. And so what we have here are Janus and Jambres opposing Moses by trying to do counterfeit miracles in a way that would deceive Pharaoh, but also the people who are supposed to be following Moses, trying to deceive them and say, this isn't your God, this is just a magic trick. They were able to figure out a way to stir up water to look like blood, but they weren't able to reproduce the gnats. And when they weren't able to do that, they say to Pharaoh, this is from the finger of God. God is doing this. Yahweh, the God of Israel, is doing this, and Pharaoh won't believe him. But notice what they're doing. Janus and Jambres are opposing Moses. Who is Moses? He is the rescuer, and he is the lawgiver. Who is God? He is our rescuer. He is our lawgiver. You see, to oppose Moses was to oppose God himself. Now, this isn't something that we can carry on to today's leaders. Moses performed a particular office that is fulfilled in Christ, but that's what Paul is getting at. He's not saying that the people who were opposing Timothy are being like Janus and Jambres. He's saying that they're going to oppose the truth. We're going to look at this in a little more depth tomorrow, that the false teachers are opposing the truth. They're opposing Christ. This is the great sin of Janus and Jambres. It's not that they opposed Moses, it's that they were opposing a work of God. They were opposing a work of God, and they were appointed to do so by Pharaoh. The enemy of God will raise up false teachers to oppose the work of God through his church. 
And what we have to do is we have to have a discerning ear comparing what our teachers, our leaders, our pastors are leading and teaching and preaching. We have, to, we have to compare that to the scriptures, to the confession and catechisms, to make sure they are in line with who we are as a church. But I also think that we need to make sure we are in line with the work of God in our own lives. Sometimes we can be Janus and Jambres ourselves, opposing the work of God in our own lives as he is trying to teach us something or trying to, um, trying to do some sort of sanctifying work in us to rid us of sin and help us to pursue righteousness. We can oppose that work if we're not careful. We can explain it away or we can resist it by pressing deeper into sin. Brothers and sisters, we must not be like Janus and Jambres in our own lives. We must allow God to be at work in us. This is the surrender that we must feel before the Spirit. We must surrender ourselves to the work of God. We must surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit carving away in us those things that would be in opposition to Him. We have to allow that spiritual surgery to take place. Is there an area in your life where the Holy Spirit is trying to be at work in you and you're opposing Him like Janice and Jambers? Maybe you don't even realize it. Would you spend a moment today and pray that God would give you a discerning ear, a discerning eye to what he's doing in your life, that you might be able, you might be able to grow in your love for Jesus and your sanctification, not by resisting God, but by welcoming his work in your life. Let's pray that right now. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would break down our resistance to what you are doing in our lives. Father, You give us your spirit to make us more and more into the image of Christ, and yet we can often resist the work that he's doing. We can resist it by ignoring the prompts and and conviction of the spirit, or we can resist it by recognizing what he's calling us to do, and like Jonah, heading for the hills. So Lord, we pray, would you give us submissive hearts to the work of your spirit? We don't want to be like Janice and Jambres and oppose how you are working in us. Help us instead to embrace it and to follow you wherever you would lead us, deeper into holiness, deeper into love for your son, Jesus Christ. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Well, God bless you. We'll see you again tomorrow right here at Goodwill Talk Daily.